Hello, everyone. Welcome to season three of the Link Leadership Podcast. Yes, welcome, welcome. Season three, man, and we're in Chi Town. Um, yeah. Our objective and our aim for this Link Leadership Podcast is to engage, equip, and empower leaders through storytelling. And boy, do we have some stories for you this season. Yes. So listen to Chicago. Yes. So so probably you know this, but Chicago, the, the actual city has about 2.9 million people. Yeah. But the Chicago metro is 9.5 million. A lot of people from yeah. around the world are yeah. here. And the city is divided in 77 different neighborhoods. And each neighborhood has its own culture, its own approach to things, yes. its own viewpoint, politically, culturally. So the men and women that are serving here in Chicago in different pockets yeah. are doing incredible work because it's just its own world here yeah. and then we've been exposed to just learning from that yeah. so we can't wait for you to listen to all those incredible people that are yeah. serving in different capacities yes. and be encouraged by it as you listen to their stories yes i mean we've got a lot of leaders that are serving in hard places yeah, and hard yeah. communities and i know my faith was stirred and my courage it's was hard. challenged it's and hard. so we hope that this season does the same for you yeah What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Link Leadership Podcast. My name is Ebenezer, and I am joined by my co-host. My name is Dawit Bokri. Yes, let's go. Here at the Link Leadership Podcast, our aim is to engage, equip, and empower leaders through storytelling. And I'm excited about the stories that we'll be hearing about today. Uh, we've got Jarvis with us and Lamar. Welcome to the podcast, fellas. Welcome, yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, what up, what up? <laughs> Great to have you guys. Um, here's what we're going to do. You know, we're all getting to know each other, but there's probably people tuning in that don't know about you guys. Um, before we jump into your ministries and how you're serving your communities, give us a little background, some context to who you guys are, what you guys love. Uncle Remus or Harold's. Oh, uh, whoa. Settle that debate here. Yeah, <laughs> all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so share with us a little bit about who you guys are. Sure, yeah. Lamar, Lamar Brown Sims, uh, born and raised on the south side of Chicago, grew up in the Inglewood neighborhood. Yeah. Um, Grew up also in the church, uh, so yeah. I was, I, I feel like I, I grew up in both worlds. I, yeah. I grew up on the block, and I grew up um, in the sanctuary, mm -hmm. and so I've just always had one foot in the church and one foot kind of um, in the culture, and um, yeah, that got married at a very young age, 21. Um, wow. Just like me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's it. Go. To, to know, all those you know. listening out there, 21. Yeah. 21 is the age. Listen, if you're yeah. 22, then you're behind you God's God. plan for your life. All right. Uh, I'm 31. Uh, now, Mary, I wonder how far behind I am. We got a, a next episode. It'll be about that. Yeah, yeah. How to get married at 21. Yeah, so yeah. I was 21. Oh. Um, I had just um, had my second child, and uh, the Lord moved on. Me, my, my girlfriend at the time, and my heart uh, to follow him, and we made that decision. And a um, couple months later, we got married. Um, wow. And uh, so I've been married for 14 years wow. now. That's yep. incredible. I have four, four, four children. Uh, uh, children. Yeah. Okay. Don't ask me the name, the ages and stuff, and grades. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I love my yeah. kids, but yeah. the questions. They go like, to school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Fourteen, twelve. I think one of them is three. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. four kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just, I just love 
God. I love people, and I love um, doing the work. Yeah, um, that I God. get so passionate to to do. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Well, I'm Jarvis. Um, good to be present with y'all. Yeah, um, born and raised in Chicago. Uh, live lived there all my life. Um, I would say I spent. Uh, half my life on the south side, half on the west side. So I've had both Harolds and Uncle Remus. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to settle the debate I'm right a, here? I'm, right I'm going to choose Harolds every time. Oh, wow. I'm going to okay. choose Harolds every okay. time. Okay, okay. Um, I, like I feel like it's whichever one you taste first. <laughs> well, I will say this. I uh, I had Harolds first, mm-hmm. but uh, Brian Dye made me a Uncle Remus believer. You want to hear my mm-hmm. honest opinion? Yeah. This is some wisdom for y'all, all right? <laughs> Uncle Remus has better sauce. That's what it is. It's the sauce that got me. Harold's has better chicken. So I'm gathering this is a food spot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what are we talking about? So I was like, hmm. <laughs> I didn't see it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's a chicken spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, okay, yeah, good yeah, to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I might need to t- check it out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, half of life on the south side, half yeah. on the west side. Mm-hmm. I was raised by my aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Um got wrapped up in the streets at about 13, 14 years old. Um, really uh, just had a desire to kind of want to clean up my life a little bit at yeah. about 16 years old. Um, got involved with track and field, cross country. Yeah. Um, met a guy who was actually assistant coach at my, my school, was walking with me. He was a Christian, got to share his faith, um, invite me to community of believers. And uh, a few months um, after that, you know, I gave my life to God and mm. uh, been living for him since. Uh, went off to Eastern Illinois University, uh, double major English professional writing. Mm. Met my wife in 2017, 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah, at a, a missions trip, learning how to grow in our faith and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so got married at a, at a three-year-old girl, wow. 2019. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I need you to give me that address where that mission field is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta send some of my friends there. To get yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a really dope, really dope college college ministry. Oh, yeah. um, cool. Shout out Campus Outreach. Yeah. Really dope uh, oh, ministry yeah. who are, are intentional about pouring into um, young people in college and yeah. investing in them, learning how to share their faith, yeah. learn about faith. Um, yeah. yeah, all that. Yeah, that's dope. I think I uh, Campus Outreach. You said mm-hmm. it was the name. I was involved in Campus Outreach in Minnesota. Minnesota. What campus? To. Where'd you go? Northwestern. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. dope. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every three years they have that. Yeah, national, yeah, 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 yeah. I went to the one. This is back in 2011. Mm-hmm. It was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's dope. We might have we might have crossed paths. Okay. Well, 2011. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Though. That's dope, though. Appreciate Thank you guys for sharing your stories. I appreciate it. Um, you guys are doing incredible work in your communities, and we want to talk about that. Mm. Um, you know, you guys are a part of Legacy Disciple, and then mm-hmm. under that, you have Thriving Minds, yep. and you have Hood Heroes. Uh, before we get into those two different ones, can you talk a little bit about Legacy Disciple? Um, I, I, uh, I've been to the Legacy Conference, okay. and I've, been, ben- I've benefited a great deal from the conferences, but what I love about what Legacy is doing, it's also, it's not just a conference, but it's also committed to disciple making, and it's yep. in the communities, and it's actually doing the work of the ministry. And so speak to Legacy Disciple a little bit and then how you guys branched off and did what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, Legacy Disciple uh, is a disciple-making 
um, ministry. Yeah. Uh, I think the heart uh, behind the vision is equipping everyday believers mm. uh, to make disciples in their context, yeah. um, to make disciples who make disciples. Right. The cycle, mm. cycles. Yeah, right? yeah that's right. good. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, so I think uh, just equipping uh, the saints to to do the work of the, in the ministry yeah. um, that Jesus has uh, commanded us yes, um, yes. to go to forth and expanding his kingdom. Yeah, I love that. When I, when I think about, like, if we think about a, a like art, like music, mm-hmm. right? We got independent artists, and then we got artists who are signed to labels, right? right yeah. um, if I were to think about legacy as, like, mm. the, the record label yeah. of, like, a record label of, of faith, yeah. right? Like, um, we got... We, we death row records of <laughs> Brian Dyer, should night. Uh, I'm your boy Snoop D-O-W. And this is my man Pop. <laughs> that's this hilarious. Great. I love it's it. Great. Yeah. Um, and, and what I mean is like, you know, to be independent is tough. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like that's right. I'm doing, I'm out here on my own. Like I'm yeah. rocking this thing out. Yeah. Right. Um, but legacy really just says like, you can't, you're not going to survive out here on your right. own. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you need to be trained up. Like yeah. if you got a desire to learn how to, to learn about this stuff, to share your faith, how to be equipped. Yeah. Come on, come check us out. Come yeah. get down yeah. and, and we're going to equip you yeah. and then we're going to send you out yeah. into your mission field. So that's, that's kind of how it makes sense. Mm. Of yeah. It. Yeah. And I think yeah. the thing that was, I, I found to be so unique about uh, the legacy conference and legacy, legacy disciple was the context. Mm. Um, it was city focused. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it was very like urban, um, yeah. <laughs> millennial. And I mean, if you look at, you know, every church in America is trying to find ways to reach young yeah. adults and yeah. millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. And uh, Legacy Conference has been consistently for the last decade yeah. been able to yeah. reach them yeah. effortless, effortlessly yeah. Um, yeah. in many cases. Wow. Um, and, and to see them show up, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the hip-hop, oh, the poetry, yeah. the arts, uh, the, yeah, just the, the, the ways in which, you know, God is just wired to be passionate about justice like i feel like legacy conference was yeah. kind of years before it, it's Man, time it's as far definitely. as like where we are as a church now yeah. wow. um and so that's one of the one of the things that i felt was very unique about the conference and was like yo this joint this feels like yeah this yeah. is it yeah you know? that's right i didn't even know i needed it yeah. until i came <laughs> yeah i actually that was the feeling i had when i went in for the first service mm-hmm. and i look around i was like everybody looks like me yeah everybody's yeah. dressed like me yeah but we're all into the same thing, you know, yeah. like, cause a lot of times, like a lot of the, the content and the worship, yep. it's good. And I learn from it and I need it, mm. but it's not always given by people that look like Absolutely. me or understand Absolutely. me culturally. Right. Absolutely. And so I always felt like out of place, yeah. you know, but legacy is the first place I was like, Oh wait, we've got Christians that love theology, mm. yeah. Christians that mm-hmm. love disciple making Absolutely. but don't have to comp- I don't have to compromise my culture. Yeah. Absolutely. So, no, yeah. And I dope. think for me, the legacy, Disciple and Legacy Conference, for me, gave a holistic kind of perspective as it related to, like, music. For me, because I'm a CSH kid, and, like, I was was raised off, like, Christian hip-hop. And so, for me, like, the Lecrae's, the Trip Lee's, the Tadashi's, right, the Derek Miners, like, for me, it was, like, those guys are my heroes. Right. And you would go to Lexi conference like, yo, I know they finna rock out. They finna, yeah. they finna, you know, have a dope concert, yeah. lights. They finna have it up. And then it's like, 
Oh, they preaching yeah, and that's leading right. workshops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, no, yeah, these dudes, yeah, they really yeah, love the Lord, yeah, man. They ain't just yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah, you know, they was like, when they say after the music stopped, yeah, they was right. really, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just yeah. really being able to see them, you know what I'm saying, live out their faith in a, in a different aspect than what we had been introduced to them as like yeah. artists. And they were like, no, we ministers. Yeah. You know, and I was like, man, that's, that's fire. No, that's inspiring. I actually remember one time me and I went with a pastor friend of mine, you know, we were having this debate, Calvinism versus Arminianism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun debate. Uh, but uh, Shy Lin sat oh, down with us, yeah, and he, yeah. like, I was like, yeah. this dude's not, I mean, you know from Shy Lin's yeah. music, he's about that life. Yeah, but to actually, like, you know, this is not the music context. Yeah. This is, we're actually engaging in a theological debate. Mm. That, was, that was awesome. And so, yeah. no, I love that. But yeah, I do love Legacy Disciple as well, that it's mm -hmm. not just the conference, yeah. uh, right? It's kind of like after the music stops or after the conference stops. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's time to do, it's time to do the real work, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, speak to us a little bit about Thriving Minds and Hood Heroes. Uh, what inspired that yeah. and what do you guys aim to do with those two different ministries? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll take it off. Uh, so again, Legacy Disciple is um, the organization and it is uh, the father all right, it is the the umbrella, mm -hmm. and um, underneath there, um, I think our approach to discipleship is holistically, yeah. so uh, mind, body, and soul. Uh, mm. yeah. And I think um, in many cases, the church has done a poor job mm. of, of compartmentalizing yeah. what part needs to be discipled and redeemed. Right. When the scripture clearly says that God is redeeming all things yeah. to Himself. Um, and that you can't separate the mind mm. from the body or the body from the soul, yes. that they are one. Yes. And so our approach to discipleship is not only uh, sharing the good news, uh, but also meeting the holistic needs of the individual. Yeah. And for, so for me, that, that, that led to my passion of mental health. Yeah. And um, as I was doing the work of making disciples in my community, um, we bought a home in Rosen seven years ago, planted a house church there, mm -hmm. and I started doing ministry on a block. Yeah. And I would go out there, and I was telling, you know, everybody about the resurrect, resurrected king yeah. and the goodness of God and, yeah. and like, like Jesus, he's for you, right. not against you. Yeah. And, and I noticed that there was a big kind of hindrance in the receiving of that message, yeah. and that burial was in a lot of spaces like mental health mm. and poverty. Yeah you know, and yeah. violence. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I know Jesus loves me, but right. I might not make it to see tomorrow. Right. So what, 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 how does your, your gospel speak to that? Right. That's good. Or, yeah. you know, uh, man, I'm dealing with generational trauma. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? How does your gospel speak to that? Yeah. And so, so I started, I started thriving minds, um, actually from a very vulnerable space. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went through a, a huge, um, mental health, mm -hmm. um, kind of crisis, yeah. Um, a few years ago um, uh, as a result of like burnout in ministry mm. and uh, it kind of just opened my eyes um, to be able to see this as yeah. this is a gospel issue right that's good, um, it's not just like you wow. know since like that's I'm so I'm gonna say that for this isn't this isn't for the gospel the, the disciple maker uh, this is for the social worker mm. or the therapist mm. it was like like no this is you know great. this is for yeah. Gospel. The, the gospel <laughs> like right. uh, mental health issue is yeah, a, is a yeah. gospel issue yeah. um yeah and we see constantly in jesus walking and like he addressed those things right. Uh, right. on mental health yeah. 
he addressed poverty. He addressed like, and he met those needs yeah. as he was going and presenting the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so I think we are doing an injustice to the the call to make disciples when we neglect yeah. um, addressing the things that 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 have been set up mm. to hinder from hinder people from actually experiencing the love wow. of God. Right. And so for me, uh, I was working with high school students uh, for the last five years. And um, as I was knowing that there was an increase in anxiety, depression, um, suicide, ideation, I was like, man, I like I, I want to get to the scriptures. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But I, I need to make sure that this, you know, it's That's like they're right. good. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, and so uh, so I started Thriving Minds um, mm. where our vision is to help students thrive socially, uh, emotionally and academically through yeah. uh, grounding techniques and wow. creative expressions. Yeah. And wow. so one of the I things that. that I didn't even notice that God had given me um, years before I even needed it was art. And so my grandmother taught me how to write poetry and draw when I was as young as five, six years old. Wow. Yeah. And for me, I just did it because it was fun. Yeah. And I didn't realize that at 34, yeah. those same tools was yeah. was healing me along wow. the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I think about like how I responded to trauma mm. versus how a lot of my friends responded to trauma was yeah. a little bit different because I had those outlets. Wow. Right. And so I, instead of, you know grabbing uh, a weapon and yeah. running after something like I grabbed a pen yeah. and, and just kind of got it down. And yeah. so for me, it was like, Hey, we need to get these tools, uh, especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we need to get these tools accessible. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. Um, yeah. I work in two CPS schools currently um, with as early as fourth grade. Okay. Um, just teaching them grounding techniques. Chicago public schools. Chicago public schools. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we're looking to expand to, to more schools um, and to just further equip our students yeah. with uh, the tools that they need to self-regulate. Because right. if I'm anxious and you and you're trying to share something that's very valuable with me, yeah. I can't receive it. That's right. Right. That's um, right. It's not going to be effective as it should. Yeah. Right. Because my brain is all over the place, right. and so I believe that we can be. A, even more efficient disciple makers um, when we are able to slow the world down so that they can actually see how good the good news is. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's what I've, that's what I've been doing. Uh, My, my, um, I got it from Frederick Douglass is my favorite historian. Um, It's easier uh, to build strong children than to repair broken men. And so for me, it's like, let's get them young, get them the tools that they need. So when they experience, so they don't experience the trauma, they don't experience the suffering and pain, they have the tools that they need uh, to self-regulate. And then from that place of self-regulating, we can introduce them to the God who created the tools and has something even better for them, namely his son, Jesus Christ. That's a word. (laughs) Bars. Okay. Wow. Snoop Dogg over here. Yeah, man, what's up? <laughs> I love it. No, that that's so powerful. I, I heard one somebody once say. So my background is psychology. I studied psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. And I remember, you know, growing up in the Ethiopian church, you know, when I told my community I'm going to study psychology, they're like, why? why? Yeah. <laughs> they don't dabble in the demonic sphere right, of things. Right. And I was like, well, what are we talking about right <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah. But to your point, you know, Jesus fed people before he presented the gospel. Mm-hmm. He healed bodies before he yes. presented the gospel 
he was holistically yes. sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And um, I love what you said, the, the quote I was referring to, someone once said, asking someone with, you know, an anxious mind to read the Bible mm. is like asking someone with a broken leg to run a marathon. There you go. It's so, it's there impossible, yeah. right? There and so go. we need to Inspire. first engage Absolutely. the mind before we can even present the gospel. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's dope. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Awesome. And you want to share a little bit about Hood Heroes too? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah started, started Hood Heroes. And so first I, I'll say that, you know, for me, um, I've, 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 I think I've always been the, the uh, more reserved, mm-hmm. the quiet, the laid back, um, observing uh, the smaller guy out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so when I when I think about uh, reactions or my responses, right, but I got to be over the top. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the little dude, right, <laughs> right. So we I got to come with it, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, so naturally, I think that just like, bro, you got to have a fire inside of you, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Um, and then coming up in the hood. That's, you know, times two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, if you, you gonna, you, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I would say f- for me that, that really uh, kind of sets the, the, the stage, so to speak, for hood heroes. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, experiencing things in the hood, um, growing up without my mom and dad, mm. um, you know, um, mm. with different, you know, mentors here or there um, invested in me. Um, over the course of, you know, even childhood and yeah. um, teenage years. And then, you know, uh, coming to know Jesus yeah. and seeing really, um, r- like, learning really radical, like, powerful things, yeah. right, that really just changed my desires, yeah. right? Um, hmm. And then, again, experiencing life as a black boy as a black man mm. in the in in our country yeah. in our city yeah okay. you know um and so to so for to start her heroes in 2020 for me it was a culmination of mm. my own lived experiences but then seeing the youth that I'm engaged with at this at this time you know in 2020 I was already a counselor what four years oh, in, a, in a CPS school okay. so I'm walking you know, group sessions, check-ins, yeah. you know, with, with students, sixth through eighth grade. Yeah. And I'm hearing stories, checking in with families, all of that, right? Yeah. All of that. And I'm going, man. And so I'm, I'm learning about guys like Fred Hampton, yeah, Mark Clark, right? right? Um, um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So different, like, revolutionaries. And yeah. I'm going, yo, that resonates with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to do something like that, but... Yeah. That took their lives. Yeah. That took their lives, and so Literally. it's like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to die. The price is too high. But, yeah. but yeah. I can't just keep being silent. Like mm. I think this is, you know, what's what's taking place. And we, you know, in 2020, we got we got we got protests going on. We got the we got the presidential election yeah. happening. Right. You know, um, and then particularly in the city, there were. Um, protests just about every other day downtown yeah yeah and then we had looting going on there were riots going on um a couple of cases of police police brutality yeah the pandemic yeah that's right schools were shut down yeah yeah you know things are virtual yeah people are all masked up right yeah. and then i'm looking outside and, and students are out walking around right. like ain't no pandemic going on 
Yeah. All right. And so for me, inside of me, I'm like, I'm screaming on the inside. Mm, yeah. Like I'm screaming at our country, but then I'm looking at the hood and I'm going, yo, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, um, friends, loved ones, you know, being killed, affected yeah. by gun violence, addicted to drugs, using drugs, right? Like yeah. making sense of all of this. And I'm going, man, I got to do something. Bro. Mm, that's like right. I, I can't keep, you know, being a counselor at the school. I can't keep checking in on these group sessions on this computer virtually with my students who are dealing with real life right. in person type of issues. Like yeah. this ain't nothing we can just hash out in 45 minutes That's in a group right. session. That's right. This need to be like, mm. like, bro, what your life? I need you to come sit with me. I need yeah. you to come walk with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so right. the, all of that was a culmination. So I'm like, man, look, you know, my students are always talking about, yo, I want to work. I need some money. Hey, cash out request, cash out request, cash out request. I'm like, yeah. y'all keep talking about money. Yeah, yeah, I'm running out. <laughs> but, but, but then Except students me, yeah. are saying, yo, man, I, I want a job. You know anything about yeah. a job? You want anything about a job? But every job is like, well, you got to be 16 and older. Mm. And you, uh, you, know, you need your state ID. And you need this and you need that. You need that. I'm like, man, we got so many barriers in a way right, that's right. of our youth who who just like, man, man, I want to work. Yeah, yeah. So then it's, I want to work. I want to earn some money. But these also are the students. They they live in the hood. They from the hood, so they can decide. I'm gonna get out here on this corner and make this money, right, right. or or mm -hmm. that's just gonna be my struggle. If mm. I ain't got no money, I'm just out here trying to figure it out. Do right? or die, yeah. Um, and so for me, I'm just like, man, let's, man, we got to do something. Let's organize. Let's start up a GoFundMe, mm. and whatever we do, we do from that. You know, it's ten students. We meet and let's do our check ins, right. and. Y'all want to see a clean community? Look at the hood. We, it's been like this, right, you know? So right, right. let's clean up. Yeah. And like, bet, we're going to call ourselves hood heroes. Yeah. All right, cool. Hood yeah. heroes, let's go. <laughs> Who make the vest? Anybody can print these on the back of our vest? Let's well, go. Safety, yes. we got to keep. And we got started just like that in 2020 uh, with 10 students. That's incredible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so every year, every year since then, we've been able to increase the amount of students. Yeah. And, employ, and, that's, and that's my goal. Like, yeah. any any anything that comes... Man, if, if somebody put a mill right here, a million right here, and yeah. they're like, hey, what you going to do with this? Mm. It takes $1,000 to employ a student. Right, right, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. When Even even just 100 students. Right. I ain't seen 100 students outside in Chicago with no vests on doing right. community cleanup. Right. I haven't right. seen it. Yeah. But, but even just 20 or 30 students. Yeah. Like walking with them and they're going, man, y'all know if we, mm. we out here cleaning up. We just cleaned this up. So if we throw this trash down on this ground, we gotta clean this up again. So y'all, we gotta, yeah. you gotta be mindful. Yeah. Come on now, yeah. huge. Even yeah. with just thirty students out there doing community, it's like man, you, we gotta, we gotta keep doing this. We gotta, right. we got, we need more students employed. Right, that's um, right. So that, that's really my heart of just like man, I want to be with a student said, they come from the hood. I've got my own lived experiences, things that I'm healing. You know, healing inside of me as we going. I know this is gonna happen for them. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta keep this going. This can't die. Love it. Uh, you know, I'm reminded there's a quote. Somebody once said, uh, love your neighbor the way you wish to love the world. Mm. And what I love about your story is you saw what was going on in our nation. And instead of being overwhelmed by the problem, you thought about what can I do in my Absolutely. own backyard? Absolutely. And I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed by what's going on in the world that we just were ineffective in doing something in our own backyard. Yeah. And both of you guys shared this. You guys have your own lived experiences, your own testimonies, and then you got what's going on in the community and that's kind of what stirred your heart to serve you guys are answering problems i often say without a problem there would be no need for a leader leaders exist because problems do 
And what I love about your guys' story is you guys identify the problem and this these two different ministries are set in place to solve that problem. Can you guys speak a little bit to uh, the importance of not complaining mm-hmm. about the problem, not spending so much critiquing the problem, but mm-hmm. being an actual solution to yeah. the problem? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is um, when you say, um, you know, the, the problem, right, identifying the problem. Mm. Um, I, I would say for me, for the longest time, um, experiencing life growing up in a hood, mm. right? Um, I think what comes with that is feeling, for me, I just felt like I couldn't do nothing. Mm. It's like, no, you can't do nothing about gun violence. It's just going to happen. You're yeah. going to lose people. Yeah. You're going to lose family. You're going to lose fr- friends. My mom was killed. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's like, yeah. you're going to lose family. You're going to lose yeah. friends. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, people people are going to go without jobs. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, carjackings, they're just going to happen. Yeah. And you ain't going to be able to do nothing about it. Yeah. But I'm like, bro, that's not me. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the little dude that's yeah. like, no, nah, you can't play. You can't. No, nah, he too... What? Yeah. <laughs> I can't play. Yeah. I can't hoop. I can jump higher than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. So yeah. it's like, bro, that's got to translate. That yeah. ju- it's mm. automatically that's just gonna translate. That's right. You tell me I, I can't do nothing about. I'm gonna find a way. Right. That's good. So, man. oh, yeah. students are no. Nah, I'm watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they look like me. Yeah. They come from where I come from. Yeah, oh, yeah. we are gonna find a way. Right. Ain't no, we can't do it. We gonna right. we gonna find a way. Figure it out. Yeah. I love that. You're cut from a different cloth, man. <laughs> yeah. In a completely <laughs> different way. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, uh, as it relates to like seeing the issues in our world, in our communities, in our backyards, and um, complaining um, about it is just miss is a is a misuse of faith. Mm. Uh, for me, you like you could. We all have energy. We all have passion. We all have zeal, mm. and we th- we can either use it. Um, to bring awareness, yeah. or we can we can use it uh, to bring change. And yeah. one of the, I'm just I'm just one of those people that's crazy enough. Like Jarvis said, I'm just one of those people that's crazy enough to believe that I can change the world. Wow. Like I just believe that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you look at any great, mm. um, inventor, mm. designer, uh, you think about Steve Jobs, yeah. right? Like these, if you read like their biographies and you hear their interviews. These were people that really believed right. that their products yeah, was going to change the world. Yeah, that's right. Right. They yeah. really believe that. Yeah. And I'm just one of those people that just believe that yeah. I can actually do that. Yeah. And and with God on my side, I don't right. see how that's even impossible. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when he's like, that's we're talking about God. Talking right. About God, yeah. uh, and if Steve Jobs can change the tech. In the in yeah, industry yeah. Right. with with a computer and the phone and yeah. like what more can God do with right. a willing vessel? And so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I heard a quote yeah. uh, from somebody a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was a it was a story. It was a kid. He was on the beach, mm-hmm. and um, as the waves were coming in off the shores, it it brought sea um, uh, starfishes as well. And so on the sand, the starfishes would get stuck because the, the tides would the tide go back. And many of the starfishes would die. They yeah. would just dry out and die. And it would be like hundreds and hundreds of dead starfishes on the beach. Yeah. And one day a guy is just walking along the beach, and there's a kid yeah. uh, picking up starfishes and throwing them back in the water mm. one by one. 
one by one. Mm-hmm. And the guy walks up to the kid. He said, man, you know you can't save mm-hmm. all of these starfishes. Yeah. And the kid looks at the guy and say, he said, but I can I can save this one. Wow. Yeah. That's you know, beautiful. Yeah. I can save this one. And yeah. so I think for me, mm. yeah, we can look at the problem Sheesh, yeah. and complain and say, man, we can't yeah, yeah. do anything about this or that. Yeah. But there is something we can do. That's right. And I think that's where we need to focus our energy on. I feel like that's what Jarvis did. That's yeah. what I, that's what we're, that's what I'm trying to do is saying, maybe I can't change the world. Yeah. But I know I can change the world for this person. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or for that word. person. Yeah. Or for that individual. Yeah. And I feel like that's the mindset that Jesus had yeah. and when he went on to change the world. Yeah. Like he didn't go out and be like he was like, let me get these 12 dudes right here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me yeah. invest into them yeah. who will invest into others. Who are, And, you know, 2,000 years later, you know, we're here. We're still here. You know what I'm wow. saying? Yeah. With this, with this gospel message. And yeah. I think uh, when we think about multiplication, mm. I think we t- too quickly think about the masses mm. um, and not the individual. That's right. And yeah. if we just spend time changing the life of the people that God has assigned us to, yeah. the world will be a better place yeah. as a yeah. result. That's right. And That's so right. We're, too fi- we're too busy trying to fix the world yeah. instead of trying to fix the person mm. that God has called us to that lives in it. Man, this is, you guys are incredible people. This yeah. is this is some in- amazing work. I think as, we, as I was just listening, just learning from how God has been working in your life, something that I was gonna going through my head was um, the story of David and Goliath, mm. the t- mm. traditional view of it. You know, in corporations, in in the world, even people who are not Christians, it's kind of, it's kind of like this idea where, you know, the giant represents our fear and David represents our mm. courage. Mm. But in in the scripture, actually, that's a shallow way of looking at it. Like the scripture actually guides us. It's two ways to respond mm-hmm. to fear. Mm-hmm. So Goliath was as fearful as David was. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. he responded to his right. fear because I was we were researching right. about this a while ago. The six thousand shekels that Mm. he was in his body that's 128 pound yeah armor armor so he had like the latest technology the latest armor right (laughs) and then and then his spear Mm -hmm. was 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 weight about 19 pounds that thing could just put you against uh, that right but at the same time his confidence was built Mm -hmm. based on the things that he acquired Mm -hmm. and his confidence was built by banishing fear mm-hmm. and that's how the world wants us to deal yeah. with things it says look wow. at your scale your gifts your talent your yeah. power mm-hmm. and then now like you know just banish fear yeah. as you banish fear you can't even visualize failure mm-hmm. all you visualize is success yes. and that's See. the way the world guides See, everybody that was yeah. the old school way yeah, yeah. and that's the modern way too yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so yeah. but when i was hearing your stories your 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 your, your desire to make a difference in your context was not built upon the confidence that you've gained from within, mm. but your confidence is built from what Jesus Absolutely. has done. Yeah. And then it is realistic and it is not yeah, based yeah. on yeah. banishing your fear. The fear yeah. is in its place. Yeah. Yeah. But what does it mean for me to look at the situation and make a difference based on who my savior is yeah. Yeah. rather than on what I've, mm. wh- who I am or yeah. what I yeah. can accomplish? And I think that's just fascinating. Mm. Uh, it's incredible because in the world where we're living, the world is saying, look at yourself, mm-hmm. turn to success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of us, we look at ourselves and we're like, I can't turn this into yeah. success. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I'm left that. alone. Like, yeah. that's a Steve Jobs thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not my Absolutely. thing anymore, yeah. right? Um, but what you look at is incredible. So 
in the process, I guess, both of you, uh, what gives you uh, what gives you hope and joy? Because I know also from the way the media displays Chicago yeah. from afar, every yeah. time we hear about Chicago, I feel like everybody's like running to their car so fast <laughs> and it's just kind of like hiding around. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I know that's not the reality, but yet at the same time, yeah. in the community she's working, there's a lot of brokenness that are visible to your eyes mm -hmm. so in the midst of that how do you how do you how do you find joy in what's yeah i, I think real to just i'm a dad on it and then pass it to my bro mm -hmm. but for me the, my hope is in the whole story mm -hmm. like and when we think about chicago when we think about neighborhoods like roseland which i live in or inglewood which i was raised right. uh is two of the most dangerous neighborhoods yeah. in chicago um that's not the. That's not all that's there, though. Mm. And so for me, being in those communities, living there, um, I was able to experience the fullness of that picture. Mm. And and when I see Inglewood or Roseland in Chicago, as as a whole, mm. there there is my hope. Mm. Um, but if I choose to compartmentalize mm. and say, oh, it's the violence. Oh, it's the poverty. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's only part of the story. That's not the story. Yeah, that's part of the story. Mm. Um, then I was able to see, and often for me, that's been my hope. And so it's it's the whole story. And then the second thing has been that one starfish mm. that I was one able starfish. to make a difference. That yeah, one, yeah, you know. And so I think about, you oh, know, man. like you know, in my neighborhood on my block, you know, there might be 20 or 30 dudes, you know, on my block that I'm talking to about the Lord and yeah. trying to motivate to go to college or trade school. And it can be one yeah. that'd be like, hey, Rev, they call me Rev. Mm -hmm. Hey, Rev, <laughs> man, I applied for that college. Wow. You know, and I'm like, I'm praying for the other 29, but that one, mm -hmm. I'm like,